0: Hey there everybody and welcome to this week's Tip Tuesday. I am gonna talk to you this week a little bit about communication, communicating with your team, or even possibly setting up your communication strategies early before you hire. This is something that I had a lot of challenges with as I was growing my pet business, of course previously, there weren't as many communication options as there are now. So you guys have got it a lot easier to get everything set up to communicate with your dog walkers and pet sitters. Now I've got eight different tips for you today to help you with your communication. And all of these things, when you put them together, can really give you a strong understanding of course of what is necessary. You know, a lot of these come from mistakes that I've made in the past and that I've had others that have made and have helped me to make better decisions in my own pet business but this can really help you develop a strong team because communication is so important in what we do. We have so many tools available now that can really improve the way that we do communicate with our staff, which of course, great communication is going to lead to better care for our pet parents and their pets. So first of all, number one, establish clear communication channels. It's not necessarily that texting always works, right? So pretty much all of us have team members who are autonomous. They are not physically in front of us. Most of us do not have offices that our employees come to all the time. So we don't get the normal FaceTime that you would have at an office, um, you know, in the break room and things like that, which is a challenge in its own, just even developing the normal relationships. But having great communication channels are super important. Uh, the one that we really enjoy using is Slack. Uh, now we do use the free version of Slack. Uh, it Seems to be the main difference between the free and the paid version is how long you want your messages to uh, be accessible. And the free Slack still allows you to keep all of your messages available to look back on for 90 days. That has worked just fine for us. We, uh, any of our major things that we have, like disciplinary things, do not go through Slack, those go through our uh, software system that we use. Uh, But anything else does go through Slack. Slack is a really uh, cool tool to use to even engage your staff. We developed separate channels for different purposes. And, you know, I would definitely recommend that you do that also, especially as you start to grow and have multiple team members. If you just have one ongoing stream of communication, some of the important things might get lost in it. So, a few examples of some different channels. And if you're not familiar with Slack, channels are really separate communication threads that you can start within Slack. So if someone communicates on a specific channel, it's just in that one and is not going to muddy any other communication threads. So we have ours as, mm, some are functional, some are social. So we do have a channel called Team Fun that uh, they will just share funny things with each other or things going on with their personal lives. We do have a calendar channel and on that, that's where we notify staff by connecting it with Google Calendar, who is the manager on call. And we notify of birthdays and anniversaries. So we also have it integrated with Canvas. So it automatically um, broadcasts to all employees through Slack that it's someone's birthday or their anniversary with the company. And we have some other channels. Um, We have one that is specifically from admin only. That is actually what we've recently changed the name to from admin only. And that is anything that we need to blast out to all employees at once. So that's not a really a back and forth communication channel. That's just a broadcast channel from the office. We have a supply request channel that goes to our operations manager. We have individual channels for different parts of our service area. So our team members can have their own local channel, especially helpful if they need to try and find someone else to take one of their visits, or if they are planning anything together. We also have our, what we call our weekly wrap. I do uh, communication with my employees on a weekly basis. It's an educational video from me with updates, photos, shout outs, you know, really a team building culture thing that everyone is supposed to watch. We have a specific channel notifying people of that. And then we also have some other things like testing channels, any of our testing links that we have for orientation, and education, those kinds of things. So that is really a great tool that I highly recommend pet businesses use, especially because I am all into free, right? We, we know how to reserve our resources and have great stewardship of what we have been given. So free is a great thing. <laughs> Um, another thing that a lot of businesses like using is a project management software. That is great communication channel. Now, of course, the purpose of project management is to make sure that if you do have someone other than you that is responsible for uh, any tasks for the actual business, growing the business, marketing, Um, anything like that that you are putting out there it's great to have something that is project management oriented now there are a lot of those tools out there I know a lot of people use Monday there is um, there is also Trello that is a big one that I hear about Uh, in our company we use Asana and yes we use the free version I have found no reason to have a paid version of Asana either. It just does great for us the way it is. And in Asana, we have actually several different project boards that are set up. We have some for uh, incoming new clients to make sure that they are taken through our uh, client management to get them onboarded. Uh, most of all, I'll just mention the one that we have for our managers. This is how we really are able to prioritize our goals for the quarter and each of the managers knows what their accountabilities are and we are able to structure our weekly admin meetings. We have weekly admin meetings that last an hour and a half, no longer. We're you know getting pretty good with staying within that amount of time. And we are able to keep up with any of our projects, whether it is marketing, whether it's operations, maybe it's back office getting our SOPs tweaked, maybe it's changing something with our HR manager to get that process uh, moving along more smoothly in onboarding new staff. But that is uh, something that we really heavily rely on on a weekly basis, because if we are talking you know, between two of us and there is something come up, we're like, okay, put it on Asana. We'll have it on our issues list for this week and we'll make sure we address it as a team. As you grow and you start to have the additional management that comes in, um, it really becomes a lot less of you and a lot more of we and you want to make sure that those additional team members that are elevated to... That kind of a supervisory or administrative position that you really do empower them to feel like they're part of the we just as you really should do that with your entire team as much as possible and definitely clear communication channels is a great way to do that. Okay rolling into number two, defining expectations and guidelines for your staff. That is a great way to ensure that you do have smooth communication. Right, you want to make sure that you have clear guidelines. And this is something that I do recommend is written. This would be part of your staff onboarding or your operations manual or field manual that you have for your employees. This is the way that you want to let them know how you want them to communicate with you. Do you want them to communicate with you by text, by Slack? What timeframes do you want them to communicate with you on? If it's two o'clock in the morning and they remember something, do you want them to text you then? Do you want them to email you? Is it all you or are there specific times of the day that you have another team member that's responsible for taking calls? Or taking staff calls. You want to have that all written out. And yeah, this is something that as you grow, it's going to change, but it does need to be updated and communicated well. Definitely clear communication is always important in this because you don't want anyone to have unmet expectations when they never were clearly defined. Uh, and that of course goes to response times. I know this is something that we're challenged with occasionally, even in our office, uh, we have to repeat it and repeat it regularly that we do want our staff to respond to the manager that is scheduling within a reasonable amount of time. Um, even, and, and I don't know if this is a generational thing, uh, just give us a thumbs up emoji. I don't really, care what it is as long as it's something otherwise we don't truly know that it's been seen even if it shows up underneath saying that it's been viewed we still really would like to have some sort of acknowledgement so uh, in our case it's been clarifying in our communication to them that we do require some form of acknowledgement from them so that's you know another great way to define your own expectations for communication and then of course if there are any specific protocols and manners that you want them to communicate with you about client issues or emergencies uh, do you want them to contact clients directly or they do they need to contact you first if there is anything unusual so these are all things that you know if you have not encountered these with staff members you will if you have staff members and you just have to make sure that you are supporting them in the field because they don't have the kind of experience you do and really can't be expected to make some of those judgment calls without having that type of support from you so number three uh, third great thing that you can do to improve your communication with your team is to have regular check-in time and even team meetings. Now this can come in so many different forms. Of course, it is wonderful to be able to meet with your team on a regular basis. That can be, Mm. wow, in our case, meeting with our entire team, I'm trying to think of the last time that I actually had my entire team all in one room and this would be years. So that is a challenge even more so when you grow, unless you happen to be in a very condensed small area. But most of us have part-time employees. So we are dealing with schedule and life and family and many times with kids. So sometimes you have to think really creatively about this. So one of the things that we do have, as I mentioned before, is our weekly wrap. We have that as a regular checkpoint because, you know, we have over 40 employees. We can't have direct communication with them every one every week. We try to communicate with everyone regularly, but sometimes it's just not reasonable. We have a lot of our employees who work full time during the day when our office is open. So it might not be practical. So with our weekly wraps that we have, I create these on Canva and I record these and load them into our staff hub and all of our employees are required to watch them. They are actually paid. It's part of their compensation to watch these videos every week. This is where we give updates, events, needs, questions, shout outs, favorite staff pictures, really cool stories. You know, I just vary it all the time. I even have a section on risk management where I pull one of uh, David Pearsall's, um, one of his uh, insurance claims out of the Pets at World magazine, and I talk about it because, you know, those things can happen to anyone. We look at them and sometimes As pet business owners, we have like major eye roll, like how the hell did somebody let that happen? But many times I will present that and use it as an example of why we have one of our policies. And many times that can be a complete aha moment for my staff members that are watching our weekly wraps. So that is something that you can definitely do if you don't have the opportunity for team meetings. You can have Zoom meetings. I know many pet business owners do Zoom meetings, especially, you know, pandemic and after, and uh, as prevalent as Zoom has become, even just a a Zoom meeting with them. You know, it's five o'clock somewhere. Have your employees all join together if nobody has any evening visits and have a, you know, pet business cocktail hour you can come up with something, right? Um, You know, of course, safety first. Uh, So that can be a really great thing, having just any kind of virtual meetings where they get the opportunity to even have FaceTime with each other. I know that's one of the things that my employees love is having FaceTime with each other. And it's amazing that there have been relationships, friendships that have been developed out of getting to know each other within even our company. So great opportunity for employees. Number four, having some real listening and open dialogue. Uh, Number one, you never know who in your employee base has some gifts that might really benefit the company and perhaps gifts that they want to share. They just don't know how to share uh, or they maybe are not comfortable sharing in don't understand that you are open to that so that is one of the important things that we have found out but i do encourage you to listen to your team members beyond just what they are saying about the work that they're doing on a day-to-day basis i do recommend finding out how they are as humans find out what their passions are if they're having any struggles right now if there's anything else that you need to know about their life where where you can support them because you know right now we've lost so much connection in our society that people are hungry for connection with other people we have a business where there is an inherent lack of connection so you really have to be intentional about reaching out to, Your team members to make sure that they do feel loved and supported and that they are part of something bigger than themselves or even just you. So, I do recommend giving them that opportunity to to listen to their ideas, their suggestions, any concerns they have, and just really create that safe place for them. This does take time, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. But it, it does take time. One of the ways that we have implemented this is by having what I call the, uh, the water bowl chat. Uh, of course, we can't gather around the you know water cooler like you do in a normal office. We gather around the dog water bowl, right? So I have a Calendly calendar, of course, the free version, set up for them to sign up uh, for an, a time to meet directly with me, and they can do this at any time. Uh, but I do go through the employee base, not kind of rotating, just to set up a 15-minute chat with them even. And then we'll hop on a video call and just have a quick conversation, finding out how they're doing. Sometimes just being able to see each other's face can be uh, really, really opening in, in conversation number five um really uh, delegating delegating is a massive part of communication and i guess the empowering part of delegating you know i had mentioned earlier how important it is to make sure that your employees feel like they are part of something bigger than just themselves that's where delegation can come in if you are a pet business owner, and you are in that, um, the grower phase and the expander phase, you might not have a lot of layers of management yet and on call where you're able to take a step back from the day to day. You might still be in the middle of it. And if so, that means you are wearing like a million different firemen's hats, right? Just depending on what the circumstances are at any one point. It becomes necessary for you to learn how to delegate effectively. I understand because I have been there. I know what it is like to feel like, oh, you know what? I can do it better, so I'm just going to do it. Or probably the biggest trap is I don't have the time to show someone else how to do it, which is like a real catch-22 because then that never frees up your time, right? Right. So you really need to step back and consider what are those tasks that you're doing every day that they might not take a lot of your time individually, but cumulative, it really occupies time that you really could better be spending growing your business in a different way, or man, even just sitting back and taking a breather, going to get a massage, doing a little bit of self-care. That's typically the last thing on our schedule that we even manage to do for ourselves. And sometimes just a little bit of strategic delegation can help with that. So think of those different things that you do on a daily basis. Maybe it's uh, some easy tasks like sending out uh, requests for reviews, following up with clients, Uh, There can be a lot of just back office paperwork that you can get help with. Maybe you have a project. Maybe you've been trying to get your standard operating procedures written up or making a change in your actual field instructions for your dog walkers and pet sitters and you just haven't had time to do that. Well, you know what? Speak it into your phone and send it to one of your team members and have them organize it for you. There are a lot of those little projects that not only can you delegate and get them off of your plate so you can be more efficient, but you will also then empower those employees to be a bigger part of what you are building and that is a great opportunity to grow your team because you can certainly get to the point where you're not just growing your business, you are also growing leaders in your business, which is a great place to be. All right, now we are on to number six. Now, do you remember the telephone game? I don't know if you played that in grade school or not, where, you know, the whole class would get in a really long line, and the teacher would come up and whisper something in the ear of the first kid, and then that kid turned to the ear of the second kid and whispered into their ear, and it went on and on through the entire line until the last person in the line had to stand up and announce to the class what they were told, and it was typically hilariously different than what the teacher actually said in the first place. And that just, of course, was, you know, a fun little demonstration of how communication can change so much over time from person to person. Well, that can certainly happen in your business also. Of course, because we are remote teams, remote communication can cause the same type of misunderstanding as the old telephone game, right? So I definitely recommend that you establish now some boundaries around your communication. You want to make sure that what you say is heard the way it's intended. And equally, you want to make sure that you are hearing your employees' The way that they are intending you to hear them, we don't want to accidentally have miscommunication. So I always recommend clear and direct communication. I know I, you know, I'm the same way as you. I always reach for, you know, Slack channel, uh, text, DMs, things like that first. But I do want to caution you about, well, honestly, how poorly. We tend to communicate just through word. They're not there. They can't, they can't see your face, they can't read your body language, they can't hear the inflection in your voice. There are so many different senses that are not activated when you are just reading words on a page that many times you can miss meaning or you can read into it something that is not there. Now we we all know this. This is This is communication 101 in the digital age. But why is it that frequently we forget that? It's pretty obvious whenever you look at Facebook. Someone might have zero intention or zero meaning behind something and it's completely misinterpreted and the thread goes completely sideways, right? I know you're probably thinking of something that you just read today that is like that happens all the time and I recommend that you take a beat anytime you are sending a message to staff or you are reading a message of that they have sent to you and make sure that it is clear and if it seems like a normal thread of conversation has a different tone in it or there's you know something really subtle there immediately stop and use the dang phone, you know, actually dialing someone's number and talking to them human to human over the phone, because then at least you can be clear about the meaning more so through their inflection and you can clear up any miscommunication that could be hanging out there under the surface and also giving the opportunity for people to be open with each other. We have had many uh, situations and, you know, this is a regular thing. So, you know, I'm talking to myself here too, where we really have to take a step back. We've had times where communication has gone horribly sideways and, you know, we really have to take a step back and realize how we've really contributed to that and what we need to do differently next time. So I do recommend that you pick up the phone and make those conversations instead of risking damaging a relationship with one of your team members or making some incorrect assumption of what they say to you. Okay, running into number seven of making it through communication challenges and being a great communicator in your pet business. And that is communicating your team culture. If you have not created mission, vision and values for your team or your growing team, do that now. And don't have it be something that's printed in your employee handbook or in your operations manual that sits there on the shelf, getting all crusty and dusty. Make sure it is something that you communicate regularly and often to your team. Make sure if someone asks one of your team members what the values are of the company, that they can say those too, that they understand them and that they live by them and that is how your entire business operates. Make sure that it is you know, on your website, that it is something that you ask your team members. Uh, not that necessarily you want them just to regurgitate them like a robot, but you want to make sure that they understand the why behind your mission, vision, and values. They're not just words on a page that they have meaning. So build story around it. I know with with mine, they are deep and integral to who I am. And so I build a story around them anytime I talk with new employees, because I want to, I want to bathe them in our culture. I want them to feel every bit of it and understand that our entire team is united for one purpose. So that is a huge part of your communication is making sure that the entire team is united, heading in one direction. And another part of communicating your culture to your team is communicating that type of relationship that you want to have with them. Um, Whether you want it to be, you know, just a, a close group of people, if you want it to have a family type of atmosphere of caring and engagement, you want to make sure that you're building kind of that team spirit and engagement and that you celebrate their successes with them. This kind of goes back to having the regular check ins with your employees. Uh, I know, know weeks can go by where we're just doing assignments and having brief calls with people if something happens, and we might not even know what is going on in their personal lives. Well, we want to make sure that we celebrate both their professional successes when perhaps a client sends in a message saying how amazing they are and we have the opportunity to give them a shout out or even celebrating their personal successes you know here lately we've had a lot of our employees who have started little side businesses we enjoy celebrating the passions that our employees have and so we encourage those and we want to engage with those and really lift them up whenever we know that that is appropriate we can feel disconnected. This is a pretty mm, disconnected kind of industry. You know, our teams were a little disconnected from each other because we're remote. And then each one of us as pet business owners are a little disconnected and we know how important that is for us to have engagement with each other as pet business owners. Well, your team needs that also. So make sure that you build them up and celebrate them as often as possible. Uh, See if there's opportunities to set up um, meetings and get togethers, you know, fun social times. Uh, We do this typically every other month in our business. Um, The month of June, we're doing ice cream socials in each of our little areas of our territory where, you know, everybody in that area can get together with their families and, and, you know, we'll all just totally bash on some ice cream together, which will be a lot of fun for us to, you know, just have that face time with each other. All right. And then heading into number eight, final one on our communication tips for this podcast, really balancing out that autonomous spirit of our employees along with appropriate supervision. As I was in that like really intense grower phase in my business when I was so busy that I had to have some relief so I would hire someone in for the growth and they would start doing some visits and yet I would still be super busy but I would just hand it over to them, right? Here's the manual, here's the leash, go to it. This was before I learned the importance of training and making sure that you monitor and supervise people and you onboard them well. So my leadership style, well, you can't even really call it leadership at that point. My boss style was... Abdication. It was here you go, and now I'm going to go off and do something else. And I did not supervise and lead people well. That was something that I have had to learn, unfortunately, by a lot of mistakes. I would prefer that it would be learning by educating myself, like you're educating yourself now, but no, mine was because of mistakes. I had one very serious mistake when I had a new project and I hired, well, I promoted one of my pet sitters at the time to manager because I had another project and I promoted her to manager and I like stopped paying attention. I was just making the assumption because she had done well so far that it was just going to be... Peachy Keen ongoing, right? Well, unfortunately, I didn't find out until an entire week after she burned out and quit. I mean, like a week. It took an entire week for me to find out that she was no longer showing up. So fortunately, that did not cause a lot of issues with current clients, except for one sweet kitty who went for an entire week with no one visiting, thankfully the toilet lid was up. That could have been a lot worse. So absolutely, I have had those kinds of horrible experiences in my own pet business, but learn better, do better. It's one of my own values, and I made a lot of changes at that point. And that is certainly not something that any of us have the excuse for now with software that can notify you if something like that happens immediately. Now, of course, it's really important to trust your team members, but it is really a delicate balance between trusting and giving them that autonomy because many of our employees enjoy this position because of the autonomy or possibly because they don't have to have direct contact with humans. But it is also so important to provide the guidance and supervision that they need to be successful. So make sure that you find that balance, set clear expectations, make sure you give them feedback. I am not a believer in doing annual reviews. You should be doing on-time reviews. Think of your employees like a dog that you are training. There is like one, two, maybe three seconds between the time that a dog actually does an action and you can either reward them or give them a correction. It should be close to the same thing with your employees, friends. If they do something right, acknowledge and reward that right away, whatever their love language is if they, you know, want a little Starbucks for doing something amazing, if they just want acknowledgement for it, whatever the situation is, find out what drives your employees and make sure that you celebrate any time they do something amazing. And then again, if there is something that they do that's just not quite up to your standards, give correction and coaching right away. Don't wait. Don't wait because you're afraid of the confrontation. Immediately contact them. It's honestly the responsible thing to do. Let them know what it is that needs to be changed right away so they can then make that change. All right, so that is my eight things on communicating with your team to have an awesome pet business. Thank you for listening this week. Just remember that effectively communicating with your team is crucial for the success of your pet business. Make sure that you have clear communication channels, that you define your expectations, that you regularly check in with them, to make sure that their personal and professional lives are going well, that you always actively listen and you keep those communication channels open both ways, that you really look for opportunities to delegate and empower your staff, that you are really cautious about preventing miscommunication, that you really build a strong team culture and that you balance out those times when you need to supervise that team and when you need to give them freedom on their own. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move?